Chapter 22. But what are we building? It's one thing to know how to use the tools in this book, but it's another thing entirely to understand why we should care about these tools in the first place. We've talked a lot about how these five tools for spiritual growth are designed to bring you into a closer relationship with God and with your fellow Christians. And it's true, they do. But why is that important in the first place? Why should that be our goal? Paul famously quipped, If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men the most pitiable. 1 Corinthians 15 verse 19 We should absolutely want to cultivate and maintain a close relationship with God. But if that's it, if that's as far as it goes, if we live out our lives and that's the end of the story, then we are of all men the most pitiable. Thankfully, God has bigger things in mind for us. It's beyond the scope of this book to take an exhaustive look at the plan of God, but understanding what God reveals to us about that tells us everything we need to know about why we're here, where we're going, and what God expects of us along the way. These five tools help us on our journey, but it's hard to know what they're accomplishing until we take time to understand the journey. Prayer is not the goal. Bible study is not the goal. Meditation is not the goal. Fasting is not the goal. Fellowship is not the goal. These are powerful tools in their own right, each one having the capacity to change our lives in incredibly meaningful ways. But to paraphrase Paul, if all we have accomplished is becoming good at Bible study, we are of all men the most pitiable. These are tools God gave us for building something. Paul told the Corinthians, For we are God's fellow workers. You are God's field. You are God's building. According to the grace of God which was given to me, as a wise master builder I have laid the foundation, and another builds on it. But let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, straw, each one's work will become clear, for the day will declare it, because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. If anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so is through fire. Do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. Rewards. Work. Revealed by fire. A foundation. A building. A temple. God is at work among us, using us to build something special. And the goal, the purpose, the meaning of it all stretches eons beyond this physical life. Do you know why you're here? Do you know the reason God gave you life and opened your eyes to his truth? These tools are designed to help you make the journey from point A to point B. But what exactly is point B? The End of the Story Point B is described for us in beautiful detail in the last chapters of the last book of the Bible. Jesus Christ gave the Apostle John a vision of key end-time events, 
and the end of that vision is a reminder of what this life is all about. A reminder of why God created the human race in the first place. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Revelation 21 verses 1 through 4. In the parable of the sower, Jesus talked about the word of the kingdom, Matthew 13, verse 19. In fact, the gospel message that he preached to the world, the gospel message that he charged the church to continue preaching, was the gospel of the kingdom of God, Mark chapter 1, verse 14. The coming kingdom of God was at the core of everything he did and said. The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. Verse 15. And here, at the end of the book of Revelation, we get a proper look at that kingdom in all its glory. It's still just a glimpse, but it's enough of a glimpse to remind us what this journey is all about. At the end of this journey is a kingdom ruled by God himself, an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and a kingdom which shall not be destroyed. Daniel 7.14 In this everlasting, indestructible kingdom, we will be free from death, sorrow, crying, and even pain. This is something new, something different, something incredible, something that cannot happen until the former things have passed away. The trials of this life, the difficulties and challenges we face, every hardship we experience, it's all part of the path we're walking. That path leads to a kingdom where God dwells with and interacts with the people who have become his children, where sorrow and pain and even death itself no longer has a place. These five tools for spiritual growth are the tools we'll need on our journey from where we are right now to the kingdom of God. Everything we're building, everything we're doing in this life, that is the ultimate goal. Prayer, Bible study, meditation, fasting, and fellowship, these are tools we'll use for self-improvement and spiritual growth on our way to a kingdom that will change the world forever. The tools are important. The kingdom of God is the reason they're important. Rehearsing the plan. Throughout this book, we've seen some of God's annual festivals pop up in different contexts. The Passover ceremony with symbols that picture the body and the blood of Jesus Christ. Peter's sermon on the day of Pentecost, which marked the beginning of the New Testament church. The Day of Atonement as a template for fasting. God provides a complete list of these festivals for us in Leviticus 23. He told Moses, The feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, these are my feasts. Verse 2. Sometimes these feasts are misrepresented as Jewish holidays, but that's not how God describes them. He had Moses proclaim these days to Israel, yes, but he claims them as his feasts, 
his holy convocations, or sacred assemblies, verse 2 NIV. There are seven annual festivals described here, containing a total of seven annual holy days, or special Sabbaths. As Christians, we continue to observe and celebrate God's sacred assemblies today. Although the sacrifice of Jesus Christ fulfilled the need for the sacrifices initially required on these festivals, the feasts themselves still play a fundamental role in our identity as Christians. In fact, these feasts of the Lord are a yearly reminder of God's plan for us, and not just for us, but all of humanity, past, present, and future. Passover reminds us of the body and blood of Jesus Christ, which became both the sacrifice for our sins and the beginning of the new covenant. The Feast of Unleavened Bread is a seven-day festival that uses leaven to picture sin, reminding us of the need to keep sin out of our lives while taking in God's righteousness. The first and last days of Unleavened Bread are holy days. Pentecost, or the Feast of Weeks, is a holy day that reminds us of the spiritual harvest that began with the New Testament church and continues to this day. As Christians, we are the first fruits of a greater harvest that will one day involve the entire human race. The Feast of Trumpets is a holy day that shifts our focus to the future, picturing the time when the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God. 1 Thessalonians 4.16 Christians, living and dead, will be transformed into spiritual beings made fully in the image of God, as Jesus Christ assumes rulership of all the kingdoms of the world. Atonement is a holy day filled with symbolism that pictures both the need for Christ's sacrifice and the future binding of Satan, a time when humanity will be free from Satan's influence for a thousand years. The Feast of Tabernacles is another seven-day festival. This one reminds us of the temporary nature of this life, while picturing the thousand-year or millennial reign of Jesus Christ and his saints. During this time, the resurrected and transformed saints will work with Jesus to rebuild and restore a broken world, guiding the world to live by God's rules. The first day of Tabernacles is a holy day. The eighth day, which we refer to as the last great day, is a single holy day immediately following the Feast of Tabernacles. Although the Bible says little about this holy day, its placement indicates that it pictures the events immediately following the millennial reign of Jesus Christ and his saints, events that guarantee that everyone who has ever lived will have a chance to understand God's way of life and become part of his family. No one will be forgotten or denied that opportunity. You have a role in the future that these days picture. Celebrating these days keeps us focused on the coming kingdom of God and what we must do to be part of it. These five tools for spiritual growth help keep us on track along the way. The Assembling of Ourselves Before God discusses his annual holy days in Leviticus chapter 23, he places extra emphasis on one other sacred assembly, the weekly Sabbath day. Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is a Sabbath of solemn rest, a holy convocation. You shall do no work on it. It is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. Leviticus 23 verse 3. From the beginning of creation, God set apart the seventh day of the week as a holy day of rest, as a day for his people to come together in a holy convocation, a sacred assembly. This is the assembling that the author of Hebrews stressed to the early church. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us, through the veil, that is, his flesh, 
and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. What we build with these tools, God expects us to be building together. And not just whenever we feel like it, not just in the moments that are convenient for us. God has blessed and sanctified the seventh day of the week, ordaining it as a sacred assembly. Once a week, 52 times a year, besides the annual holy days, He calls us as we are physically able to come together and worship Him together with our brethren. Once a week, He gives us a day to set aside our physical work and focus on building something eternal with our spiritual tools. We use these tools in our own lives. We use them in the lives of others. We build together on the sure foundation of Jesus Christ, and in the process, God builds us together into a holy temple in the Lord, being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. Ephesians 2, 21-22 Now what? We wrote this book to help you understand these tools God gives us in our quest for spiritual growth. But understanding is only part of the equation. For everyone to whom much is given, from him much will be required. And to whom much has been committed, of him they will ask the more. Luke 12, 48 Tools are useless unless we use them. Go, take what God has given you, and start building.